I don't think we'll go for as long today. Um, there's not as many people involved and, and obviously everyone getting back into the workplace and, uh, and, and moving forward, which is really, really positive, fantastic. Uh, I'm in the office today as well, and uh, it's, it's certainly good to be here, but hope that um, all of you, certainly from Victoria, had a great uh, long weekend. Hope that you're back to winner. Apologies for my poor tip there, Master of Reality. No good, still running, I believe, but uh, uh, hopefully uh, a bit better luck uh, this weekend. Um, in terms of um, last weekend in, in, the, in, the, in part one of the webinar, we focused on what we've done to transform our alumni relations programs in, in the COVID year, knowing that obviously COVID has spiced things up a little bit. It's forced us to adapt, uh, to do things a little differently, uh, try something new. Um, and, and obviously, you know, there's been some successes and there's been some failures as well, and that's fine, but it certainly has enabled us to try some, some new things that we wouldn't otherwise have, have done. We discussed some great concepts last week, um, Project Connect, Connect a Day in the Life of Intern webinar series, uh, House Cross Country, um, Uber Eats, merchandising for the year 12s, online chapel services, uh, a range of uh, a range of different activities, services and events that have all been really, really positive. Um, so I think, you know, in many respects, most of our institutions have really uh, taken the plunge with that area of advancement and really uh, progressed a long way forward. So that's been been terrific. So well done to all of those institutions that have that have tried something different uh, this year and, and, and moved into a moved into a new space. Um, in part two today, I really want to explore um, what your institution is going to do differently in 2021. Um, how will you take the learnings from from this year and adapt them to a new year? Uh, what are some of the activities and programs that you'll do uh, in 2021? And, and how will you compensate those who missed out on face-to-face on -face events in 2020? And if, like many institutions, uh, you're going to be adding events to your schedule, um, how are you going to be able to cram that into a really busy, uh, busy year? So a bit to discuss today, and, uh, and thanks to those who have sent through some answers I'm going to draw on you, but I'd like to draw on others as well and, uh, and, and very open to people jumping in and, and having a bit of a chat. I just thought I'd sort of open up a little bit about just some of my observations about what next year is going to look like and then I'll, I will hand over to, uh, to, to a few people from around the room. You know, I see, I see 2021 as being a, a, a big event year, but I'd hate to see um, um, staff get overwhelmed with, with events. I think we really need to take some of the ideas and some of the concepts that we have learnt uh, from this year and, and, and put them into play for next year. Um, sure, running online events may be a little fatiguing, but there will be less and less online events next year. More and more people will be back in the office. So online events um, can, I think, have a place. One of the areas that um, we're exploring and, and already have explored is, is the opportunity for uh, council meetings, alumni council meetings, to be held not not necessarily all online, but certainly many of those events can be held online. We've now instituted um, three uh, council members from our interstate chapters, uh, which has been really really positive and really well taken and received by by those council members, but also by the interstate chapters that they represent. And and Zoom technology 
which has possibly always been there, but it's it's provided us with the opportunity to be able to bring those people in and um, and 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 provide councils with expertise from interstate uh, members that are living there. So that's what we're one of the things that we're going to be doing next year is more and more online council meetings. Also, for those of you who uh, get frustrated, and I know I do, uh, by uh, people ringing in at the last minute and apologising, they can't be there, they've been held up at work. Hey, no excuse anymore. You can zoom in because the link has been provided. So, um, you know, that's again something that uh, hopefully uh, will will stop uh, that happening and hopefully make uh, make councils far more uh, productive. You know, I, I guess from a reunion point of view as well, uh, there's no reason why we can't have a Zoom facility there and we can't have uh, members in the corner who are on the computer screen. They can't make it because of uh, they're overseas or they're interstate or they're uh, held up at home with, with young children or whatever it might be. Um, they can zoom in and have a drink with, with, their, with their friends and hopefully we can provide that facility. Uh, or at the very least, you know, potentially, as I know some institutions have already done, uh, had mess special messages from those who, who can't make it from, from overseas chapters or from interstate chapters as well. Um, you know, mentoring is another one. Um, mentoring, I guess we've always thought of mentoring as being very much a face-to-face -face, um, uh, service that we provide within our institutions. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be face-to-face, -face. not necessarily. Uh, it can be very easily conducted uh, on, on an online uh, platform, um, zooming in, meetings occurring face-to-face. -face. No longer do we have to drive from uh, the Bellarine Peninsula to the CBD or the Mornington Peninsula to the CBD just to have a 45-minute meeting. Can that be conducted on Zoom? Can we accelerate our mentoring programs through the use of Zoom and still be able to connect people just as effectively uh, as we have done uh, in the past? Um, and even perhaps online events, um, you know, networking events, uh, use of breakout rooms can be really effective as well. Uh, in that particular space. Uh, webinars, you know, we've seen the great success that webinars have done, not only for Educate Plus, but also, you know, for our institutions. I certainly wouldn't be suggesting that we have as many of those types of events, but there is a time and there is a place uh, for those events going forward. Even, you know, um, recipients of awards from, from interstate and, and overseas or people that can't be there um, zoomed in to, uh, your your school assemblies can be can be equally effective as well, and I know many many institutions last week um, with as the year twelve final days were able to uh, provide videos videos of inspiration messages of inspiration uh, to the boys and girls who were departing for the final time last week from uh, from their alumni members, and again um, just perhaps it's it, the technology has always been there, but because we had to think. Uh, slightly out of the box this year a little bit uh, or outside the square, we were able to, uh, we, we thought through those things a bit more and were able to be uh, equally as effective. We haven't heard from uh, from Camberwell before uh, in these forums. It'd be great to hear uh, what you're looking to do in terms of your 2021 uh, events next year. I know that you've mentioned uh, over the email to me yesterday, the use of uh, old boys in particular in, in a variety of professional uh, organisations assisting uh, your uh, your alumni and also current students as well. 
Um, well, just with the lockdown, we were looking at ways, I guess, to, I suppose, like every school, there's been hard to find some social media posts when no one's been at school or been, and we haven't been running any alumni events. So I'm sure like every school, we have a, a very broad uh, range of alumni with uh, lots of um, experience. So we tapped into those during the lockdown. Um, one of the first ones we did was uh, contact some of our alumni that are in recruitment to see what advice that they could give um, other alumni if they'd lost their job or their hours had been changed. So just some advice on what they could do in terms of looking for new work. So we got them just to share a couple of their tips and, and advice that we posted to Facebook and LinkedIn. And then we also um, looked at, uh, I guess, the health of our alumni. So some of the other people that we got to provide some tips for um, a chiropractor, a physio, uh, a psychiatrist, an oncologist, um, a naturopath, and a personal trainer. So they just shared with us some tips to, for surviving lockdown. Um, and we also posted those to Facebook and LinkedIn. But that's definitely something we'll continue to do in the future. It doesn't have to be a big profile on the person. It can just be, you know, give me three tips. Um, and we might go to accountants around ta uh, tax time or, yeah, just look at other ways to share the, their skills and experience. And Cindy, have you um, had some um, examples there where you feel as though the alumni have felt more engaged from, from those posts and being able to connect in with those, those types of professional people? Uh, I think they've, enjo they've enjoyed seeing some of their classmates um, see what they're doing now and they have enjoyed seeing their posts and um, reading their um, tips and techniques. So it has been a benefit. Thank you, excellent. Um, I'm going to pass over down the uh, down the point of peninsula now to to Penny down at, uh, at at the wonderful Turak College. And Penn was speaking yesterday. Uh, it was actually Penny's birthday yesterday as well, everyone. So happy happy <laughs> birthday, Penny! Um, you're the the online you. content that's been driven by your young alumni. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Penn, and, and how you might next year uh, be able to to utilise that to great effect as well? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Russell, and thank you for the birthday wishes. I had a great day on the back of a long weekend. Uh, so, yeah, look, this year I started off a little bit like I think you mentioned um, in our last meeting, Russell, in contacting the uh, elderly alumni amongst our community, and they were fine. They had, um, you know, lots of family around them. They were all kind of rallying around each other, and after 20 or 30 phone calls, I thought, I'm not sure if my energy is best spent in this space. Uh, and then in reading some research, I looked at young alumni and, and actually they, you know, you think they're the, the really well-connected ones who have got all their friends around them, but they were actually the ones who were struggling the most. You know, it should be the, the best time of their lives. They should be travelling and, and going out. Um, but they're at home with mum and dad and they're struggling. They're feeling really isolated. So we decided this year to run a, a six-week campaign called Keeping Collegians Connected. Uh, and it was branded by our um, in-house marketing team. And um, it was really largely driven by our young alumni uh, committee, which is a separate committee to our normal volunteer committee. And, and that consists of six or seven young alumni members who are sort of one to five years out. And um, that was a six week program. And we did about three online activities um, 
a week and it was heavily marketed towards the, the young alumni, although anyone could attend. And for instance, every Friday we did, we had a personal trainer run a fitness session. Uh, we tried to use collegians as, as much as we could. Uh, we did meditation sessions, mostly well-being. Um, we had a psychologist come and talk to the young alumni. Uh, we we um, had a managing your money session, um, how to develop a professional wardrobe session with a, a personal stylist. So it was all really largely generated throughout through this young alumni committee. And um, I think because they generated the ideas, it was really relevant to the young alumni. Um, and I think also we, we had about 480 participants um, attend uh, those sessions throughout the six weeks. And I think it was successful also because those six young alumni and their friends were the ones who were posting it on their Facebook pages and, and um, group messaging through WeChat, all their friends saying, make sure you, you get involved. You know, this is something I'm helping to organise. So in, in keeping that in mind, um, I thought it's probably something we should extend into next year as well because it, we had great feedback on it. And one thing I should say about that also is that we um, engage the parents of young alumni throughout that process as well because sometimes um, I find that when you try and engage young alumni um, for something that's possibly good for their, their well-being, they sort of think, oh, maybe I might, I might not. Um, but once you get the parents involved, they can really see the value in, in attending these sorts of sessions. Um, they're the ones who are saying, darling, you really should be dialing into this. This, this will be great for you. Um, and we had really good feedback from parents who are very appreciative in, um, in everything that we were doing. So um, I spoke to the Young Alumni Committee after that six-week campaign and asked how we can continue that into next year. And uh, what what we're going to do is roll out um, probably one a month, once a month um, some video content. We don't use IGTV very much, and I know it's quite popular among the young alumni. So once a month, we're going to be featuring a collegian, a young collegian, um, and they're going to do their own little filming. So it's it's again, it's driven by young alumni, um, and they've chosen people who they want to hear from. And it could be something like they could run a tutorial session on. You know, it could be a makeup artist um, or they could do a day in the life of like, this is my job. You know, I work at a florist and this is, you know, the business I've opened. Um, this is a day in the life of me. And it's content that they're filming it on their phones or they're getting their friends to film it. And we're just rolling that out across Instagram. Um, and there was even suggestion of, I don't know if anyone's seen the um, Vogue, I think it's 73 questions where celebrities get asked 73 questions really quickly and they have to answer them so it could even be something like that so it's all going to be driven by young alumni filmed by the, the people themselves and um, we'll spread that throughout our social media channel, um, channels and um, that that'll be great for young alumni engagement I'm sure and then for other people the other thing we thought was with clubs it's it's I don't know what's going to happen with our netball and basketball clubs and all those sorts of clubs. So we're setting up a couple of online clubs, um, one of them being an online book club, which is really easy to run. There's been quite a lot of interest in that. Um, also a garden club. Gardening on the Mornington Peninsula is, is really popular, as I'm sure it is everywhere. Um, so we've got some collegians who are interested in doing some open gardens online. 
um, with, with the garden club and, and talking about, you know, what makes their garden successful. And there's also a virtual walking club that was set up as well. So there's some great apps out there. Um, you can um, just download the app and, you know, all together you try and um, walk across Australia or something and, and you have to input your kilometres every time you go for a walk. So they're just a couple of the initiatives that we're running next year. Uh, terrific, Penny, and and I love that um, the the point there of, of of engaging and embracing the young alumni. We made the point last week that the older ones were probably the ones our first point of focus, and you made that point today as well. But the younger ones really need to be uh, jollied along a little bit, and I think if as much as we can, um, you know, putting putting stuff out there on social media uh, in video form, Instagram, short, sharp sort of stuff is the stuff that they're going to engage with a lot um, a lot easier. Um, than you know some of the stuff that we've, perhaps we've been doing in the past. So a difficult group to engage, but but well done. And I love the ideas of the uh, of the of the clubs there as well. Um, I was thinking, I got excited there when you said garden gardening club on the morning potential. I'd love my house to be looked after the garden there, but obviously you're thinking <laughs> about something else. Anyway, another story. Yeah, We're going to go to uh, to Winona now with uh, with Sonia Brennan and uh, and Sonia. You you were talking yesterday on the email about. Um, uh, the phone being a really powerful uh, tool, uh, in, in, in particular with the older alumni, and that's obviously something that you're going uh, to to continue with. Uh, yeah, but listening to Penny, um, maybe we should get on the phone to the younger ones as well. So, um, because like Penny said, the older ones love getting the phone calls, um, but most of them are just travelling quite fine. The only thing they haven't been able to do is see their grandkids. Um, but doing a lot of FaceTiming, they're getting to learn how to use their social devices more and using their iPads and things like that. So that's, um, that's been good. And, um, but yeah, I think we will continue that, that contact because they have really loved it. And just then getting, you know, they're sending cards just saying how much they enjoyed um, getting the phone calls. And we also have a magazine that we do once a year that just generally goes to our current parents and our um, our staff and it's all about what the staff have been doing through, throughout the year because quite often we've got um, staff that have gone off and done um, their own uh, professional development or they get seating grants and things like that. So um, we sent a lot of those out to the older alumni as well just to have something else to read during lockdown and they've really responded to that um, very well. So, yeah, so doing those sort of things, which has been great. Excellent. Thanks, Sonia. It's so important. You know, we're seeing the real benefit now of being able to, to send birthday cards to as many alumni as we're aware of that have birthdays and in particular a lot recently that have had 80th birthdays and, and celebrations as well. So being able to zoom in, uh, call those particular individuals has been uh, um, a great opportunity, particularly at this time when normally we're stacked up with, with events and I'm sure many of us are really flat out at this time of the year, in particular with year 12 graduations and the like. Obviously, we haven't been as busy with those this year. So being able to uh, focus on other areas and, uh, in, and involve, involve ourselves in those spaces is, uh, is particularly important. Uh, before I get on to um, how 2021 uh, will look for you, we might just, I noticed that Roz is here today uh, from Mentone Girls. So Roz, you're going to continue, I know, with your Zoom chapel services and, uh, and past staff activities as well. Next year. Yes, yeah. Thanks, Russell. So our old girls really enjoy mixing up with our past staff and we've got a, a quite a strong past staff contingent of about 120 that I, I regularly connect with, with newsletters and that sort of thing. So we've been running um, just 20 minute Zoom chapel services with our school chaplain. 
combining our old girls and our past staff. So I promote it to everybody. And we normally get about 15 coming along to that, but it's, it's just once a month and um, or 15 or more, once a month, Friday mornings, 8.30 a.m. We run it for 20 minutes and then we have a lovely chat afterwards. So um, that's where it worked really well. Um, not alumni, but I've been running past staff morning teas as well on Zoom. Um, they're once a month. Um, they're really well attended as well. They, um, and they, they've attracted our past staff from, you know, New South Wales and Queensland, something that we haven't done before. So it's been really great connecting with them. Um, other things that we've done, we've, we've run a navigating COVID-19 webinar series, and that was very popular. We had between 100 and 200 attending um, two of those that we ran, and that was uh, focusing on um, occupations very heavily affected by COVID during, um, during the lockdown in particular. So a paramedic, these were old girls, past staff, current staff. Uh, current parents and we also had student moderators running these webinars so really mixing up the number of the, the different types of people on the webinar panel which attracted uh, a very broad audience for each so the first one I think we had 193 and the second one 115 um, and we're planning on doing some more of those next year it'll just just depend on where COVID's at um, I'm sort of thinking about possibly an epidemiologist and, a, and um, someone in our community who's involved with the vaccine development speaking early next year. Again, with a student moderator, one of our um, school captain, uh, either our school captain or deputy captain. So that's just a little bit from me. Thanks, Roz. What, just a question without notice here. Zoom, obviously, we're, we're probably all tired of it. We're probably all you know, a bit over it at the moment, but um, I get the sense that our older alumni are just starting to, to get a handle on Zoom and, and maybe it's something that might progress a bit more uh, for them next year. You, you reference your past staff. How do you, what, yeah, what do you get actually, the sense of there? Actually, those past staff Zoom morning teas, we had, we've had two over 90 years old attending those and they're absolutely thrilled and so proud of themselves that they're delving into Zoom. They took a, some of them took a little one-on-one -on -one with me that I had to do prior or the day before, a little bit of practice, but they're so excited with themselves. So it's been great uh, linking up with them. And some of them are unwell, they're in nursing homes or whatever, but they're, they're making it onto Zoom, which is just fabulous. So great connectivity there. Yeah, uh, can I just, add, oh, sorry, Russell, can sorry, I just yeah, add in sorry. there? We're, yeah, we're doing um, this, um, our white and blue reunion, which is for those that have left at least 40 years ago. And... We sent out 1,500 invitations, you know, thinking I'd lucky if we got um, 20 people respond because it's going to be on Zoom. But we've got over 70 in number of people that um, said that they would be Zooming in. And I've been contacted by, you know, kids or relatives saying that we're going to go and help mum do this. And so great, a couple of people that um, we have got a lady in Canberra said, I'm really happy for anybody that's in Canberra to come to my place and I'll be able to do that. Another lady who lives in a retirement village said, oh, I know that there's some other Winonians that live in the retirement village, so we're all going to get together and do it together. So that's been a really good um, way that these little groups have been connecting. We're going to have a couple of um, ladies in Orange that are getting together. So, um, yeah, I'm putting together a, well, I'm not, but somebody is putting together a PowerPoint of um, a lot of old photos of, we've sort of sent off the list of who's said they're going to be on the, on the call and um, PowerPoint of, of photos from the archives for them. Um, 
and the Project Connect that we did where our year two girls have written to our older alumni. We've got a video guy coming in tomorrow and we're videoing, giving the letters back to the year two girls and they're going to read them out. So we're going to show that video um, during this reunion as well because um, some of the ladies will be on that call. So, yeah, I mean, and I think because it is so spread, our alumni are all over the place, doing these types of things will just become um, part of the part of the calendar. And I, the plan is because they won't really get a lot of time to chit chat amongst each other, because it'll just be too hard to, to sort out. I had a, a really good chat to Kate after our last session and she um, was very helpful in giving me some tips on, on doing that and um, decided that a breakout room probably is not a good idea with this group. But I'll just say at the end, if they want me to facilitate little groups meeting after, then can do that and well help them set, set that up. So it's been, it's been really good. Yeah, that's a great idea, and I think I think you know obviously there's a challenge there, isn't there, with 70 people and how you how you obviously direct it. It almost becomes like a bit of a webinar, and you're you're directing that traffic, and then you know if you do have the breakout rooms a little bit later on, it does allow people to to have those conversations. We've we found that breakout rooms have worked okay uh, in networking style events, as long as you're in there pretty regularly and and and. And, and ensuring it's going along okay, um, and, and then constantly changing them up, I suppose, can be uh, can be really really good as well. Um, you know, I, again, back to my point before about the Zoom meetings from a from a fundraising point of view, we're running a um, a wine and cheese afternoon next Thursday for our uh, Bequest Society, and we've got quite a good group of people coming along, and it's been four or five that we've had to. Um, manage in terms of their Zoom and they said we haven't got Zoom at all, we haven't got a computer. So we've actually got people who live in the area who are going over to help them and uh, and set them up on computer and those types of things and, and sending a cheese platter and, uh, and and some wine as well and, uh, and playing some uh, playing some uh, some pipes and drums and some music that's been done throughout the year at the school as well and some choir performances. So hopefully they can enjoy uh, those types of interludes at the same time as, as hearing from the principal and uh, and different members of the community, but uh, it does give us an opportunity as well to to hear from them, uh, to hear from their about their history at the school and, and why they're engaged, and perhaps why they want to be part of a uh, bequest society. But that's a little bit different to to alumni. Um, got Rosie here as well. So Rosie, you sent quite uh, quite a good deal of information through yesterday uh, from Yarra Valley there, just in regards to. The things that you're going to continue on next year. We might hear from you, Rosie, and then get on to how our events might look in, in 2021 and our schedule of events. Sure. Thanks, Russell. Um, so we did the virtual house cross country um, for our students and then we involved our Yarra Old Grammarians. And we are going to do the same again next year in line with when the kids are doing their house cross country. Um, so to try and get the yogs all involved um, because that was, um, it was great. Um, they all felt part of the school community and they very much got into the inter-house rivalry, um, which was sensational on social media. Um, we do an event called Yog Speed Careering, where we get about 40 yogs in, sorry, Yarra Old Grammarians are yogs, um, 40 yogs in to talk to our year 10 and our year 12 students in a speed dating setting. So they have seven minutes with each. Um, now, one thing that I have, uh, so we did it this year 
and we were lucky timing wise that the students were in but the Yarra Old Grammarians had none of them were allowed on site so they were all on um, laptops on zoom um, next year hopefully it will be in person because it wasn't as good um, as whether when it was in person so they will um, hopefully be in the same room as each other but it is very much um, like Russell was saying earlier it's opened up the opportunity to have yogs who are interstate or inter, um, overseas uh, be involved so um, that opens up the range of people that we can um, get involved um, we did a tertiary conversations that count for our year 12s so we had um, we had four students from different universities doing different, uh, studying different subjects, talking about their experience, and they were all sort of one, two, or three year out um, old grammarians. Um, we would prefer to do it in person if we can and schedule it in to the year 12 timetable um, so that everyone's there and we would do it a bit earlier. Um, but if not, we would definitely do it online again um, because it was definitely worthwhile and we filmed it so the year 12s could go back and look at it afterwards. Um, so that's, I don't know whether you wanted me to talk about reunions, Russell? Sure, let's go um, into it. And that's, this, is, this will lead us into the next discussion about what our yeah. 2021 year will look like. So what we've planned with our reunions is we do 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, and then next year for the first time we have a 50 year out. Um, we didn't do any reunions this year. We didn't try to do any online. Um, so what we are doing is we're combining the five year outs from 2020 and 2021. Um, and so it will be in the same venue, but we'll have separate areas and separate displays um, of pictures from their time at the school, um, but it's not doubling the number of actual events that the staff have got to go to and the principal has to go to. Um, so, and we figure that they're only a year apart. A lot of them will know each other anyway, and so we'll want to um, potentially mingle. Um, last year, we actually did a 30 year out and a 40 year out on the same night at school. I, it didn't work as well as I had hoped, but I wanted to trial it. Um, and they all, we had two separate rooms for them with the bar in between, and they all ended up in the bar. So, um, so it wasn't quite as, as, as flowing as I had anticipated, but they enjoyed catching up with each other as well. So I think when they're only one year apart, it's, they're more likely to remember um, each other. So the only year level that we're not doing that for is our 30 year outs. And that year for both 2020 and for 2021, we have um, already been contacted by people and they're organizing distinct um, style of reunions and they've already got dates set. And so we don't want to interfere with that. So we'll continue to let them to organize their own. So they'll, they'll be two separate. And I don't know how we will go with the others, but um, most of them will be on at, at the school. So we'll be able to manage the space. 
um, but a couple of the younger ones, the, the five and the 10 year out won't be on school grounds. So it's just a case of um, managing the venue. So I don't know how it will go. And Rosie, are you doing anything for um, the class of 2020 next year in light of the fact that they've missed out on, uh, most, I'm assuming that your school, they've missed out on their, their graduation, their formal graduation and the events and dress up and all those types of things. Is that a consideration for, for your school? Um, yes, well, they do, did still have their changing into each other's school uniform day and they did still have their dress up at celebration day um, but yes they didn't have valedictory um, we are inviting them all well the school is inviting them all back to a lunch after the uh, ducks assembly they'll all be there for for lunch hopefully if we're allowed that number um, we did do, um, we, so the Yarra Old Grammarians always host a breakfast in that final week where they kind of introduce them and welcome them to the Yogs. Um, we weren't able to do that, so we had to do a video message um, and that was played in their classrooms, which wasn't nearly as good. So I'm hoping that we can invite the Yog president to come and talk at that lunch. Um, yeah. Thanks, Rosie. Um, terrific. Yeah, similar to Rosie at Halebury, we know we're doing something very, very similar. And I know that uh, at Camberwell, Cindy is doing the same in terms of just combining the reunions, although having it in a separate room. So... Um, ours, will be all, ours will be all together. In the oh, yours are together, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let's, let's come back to that. That's an interesting point as well. But um, yeah, ours are going to be separate, a little bit like Rosie's, in a separate room of the facility that we use, whether it's at our our city campus or whether it's at an outside venue, um, we figure we'd like to try and give them, and I'm looking, looking forward to hearing from Cindy, but we'd like to try and give them, um, you know, their, their own space, if you like. And, and but to Rosie's point as well, they do know each other. So at, at 9.30 and 10 o'clock, when we say, see you later, the doors are closing, uh, you're very welcome to go out and obviously engage with the others and, and, and do what you like because they do know each other so well. Uh, but I think it's important to recognise that, that one group didn't have a celebratory re reunion in one year. And then this year, it's, um, it's, it's that particular group's opportunity to have that particular event as well. Um, and also to ease that, uh, that pain pressure on staff of having to double up of going to events. I think that's really, uh, really important, although it's going to be a very busy year, uh, but I think it provides our alumni organisations with a great opportunity to show uh, some really good measurement statistics there and to be able to get a lot of people uh, involved and engaged with, uh, with the school uh, and it provides the opportunity for, for the principal and I think we might hear from Ros in a moment with a new principal there, a great opportunity to meet with a collective range of uh, an increased number of alumni that otherwise you perhaps wouldn't have seen on those events. Cindy, you're combining uh, those uh, those classes next year. Um, how do you think that'll go for you? Um, it'll be interesting to say. I don't know how other people feel. We do a 5, 10, 20, 30, 40. Then we do a 50-plus luncheon, so anyone that finished um, 50 years and earlier. And then we also do a 60-plus luncheon. Um, so th there'd be sort of no change to that because they're 
you know, 50 years plus anyway. Um, but we've found over the last couple of years that some of the year levels, the numbers are dropping off at the reunion. So it will be good to have two groups together because it might make it seem a bit larger. Um, at Camboy Grammar, the boys in the senior school, the boys are broken up into house groups anyway. So they're not uh, so much as in a year eight form, they're more in multi-level groups. So they do know each other at different year levels. So we think that that will work quite well, that it'll be 1990 plus 91, because they'll know each other anyway. But Excellent. we'll see see how we go with the first ones and then and then go from there and make adjustments as we go through the year. I'm, I'm very happy to hear from others as to what their uh, 2021 is looking like. I, I don't want to keep going back to the same people, but thanks to those people who did uh, um, uh, submit some stuff yesterday, which does give me a bit of an opportunity to, uh, to go around the room. But please uh, feel free free through the chat facility uh, or just to pipe in and uh, um, if you could share what your institution is doing next year. But I wanted to go to Roz because I know that she's got a, a new principal who's obviously in, it's a challenging year for, for any new staff members in particular, new principals coming into a, into a school. Um, your year next year, Roz, with the new principal, it does provide you with that opportunity to, uh, to be able to connect with a, a larger group of people. Yes, that's right. So we um, we were meant to have a remarkable women Hall of Fame induction, sort of Hall of Fame event in March this year. So that obviously had to be cancelled. It was late March. So we induct three to five alumni into this Hall of Fame every second year. So we're hoping that we'll be able to hold that in March next year. We've got the venue rebooked for that date. And that will be a phenomenal chance for the principal to meet a big cohort of alumni, past staff, our current staff come to that, our current parents as well. We've had sort of cries out by our parents too this year who haven't been able to meet our principal. So I had a call from year 12 parent yesterday saying um, they, they haven't even met the principal this year. Their year 12 parents, their, their daughters are finishing in December. What can we do for the parents? So. We're really hoping, I guess it'll depend on where restrictions are at after this Sunday's announcement, but hoping on doing sort of a garden party, even a picnic thing for those um, those year 12 parents who haven't even got to meet the principal. Um, I've also got a, a hit list of about 15 to 20 major donors who I'd hoped that the principal could have met earlier this year, but it wasn't to be. So I want to, um, um, get them in again over sort of December and January when the students aren't here and when we're, when we're allowed visitors. I'm not sure about you guys, but we're not allowed many or any visitors on site at the moment. Um, with reunions, I'll probably do, it'll probably be a combination of anniversaries from this year and anniversaries from next year because I don't really have the capacity, like Penny, I'm a one man, one woman kind of show. Um, I don't really have the capacity to double the number of events. So that'll be what we do next year. Yeah, plus something nice, I think, for the 2020 graduates earlier in the year, if that's what they would like as well, bringing them either back on campus or doing something off-site for them. Thanks, Roz. I've got a question to put to you in a moment that's come through the, the chat, which is not directly related to what you're speaking about, but I think it's worthwhile to, uh, to, to raise that. But um, I'm not sure if... if Dawn, uh, Dawn Gordon from Hume Grammar. If Dawn, you're able to jump on uh, online there, 
an interesting point in regards we, we discussed a moment ago the class of, of 2020 um, most most institutions don't really do one year uh, reunion events obviously they do it you do it Hume um, at Halebury we're looking to really compensate the year 12 next year by having a, a some sort of a gala event if we possibly can but uh, um, yet to be seen, obviously, with um, with numbers that we're allowed to have in, in indoor venues. But Dawn, what, what will you be doing for your class of 2020 at the one-year event next year? Hi, Russell. Um, sorry, my camera's not working. Um, can you all hear me? We can. Oh, perfect. Okay, so we do a one-year event every year anyway, which we've found to be really successful. We do it end of February, early March, before they start uni. And they all come back and it's just a casual drink at school um, where they can tell each other where they've got in, what they're doing, and we can get all that information from them as well. And then we sort of induct them into the grammarians, we give them a certificate and a, and a pin and that sort of stuff. But because our valedictory dinner where we normally present all their certificates and there's a big dinner with families and dancing and all of that, and they all get dressed up, which they love, we haven't been able to do that. So we're thinking if we're able um, to maybe do something similar for their alumni event instead. So instead of the casual thing, we'll hire somewhere. We still may not be able to have parents, but at least the cohort will be able to get together and have that bit of a party that they've missed out on. Great, thank you. Thanks, Dawn. Terrific. Um, I can see that uh, Roz, you've answered that question on email on the chat there. Well done. Um, and good to see as well at Camberwell, um, they will be hosting a, a cocktail party in March for their class of 2020 uh, next year as well to replace the valedictory dinner, which the Year 12s will attend with their parents and a partner, which is really interesting as well. So well done to uh, to you guys there, Cindy. You want to um, just jump in on that one as well, uh, if you wouldn't mind. And, and it's obviously not something that you would normally have for the class of twenty twenty. How are you? How are you? Um, how will that? Uh, obviously, with their parents there, there's no issue in regards to alcohol and those sorts of things there as well, which I'd, I'd be concerned about by having an event in March. Uh, well, we usually have a valedictory dinner, um, which would have been last week on the boys' last day um, at the MCG. That's attended by 600 people because you have the boys and then their, their parents and staff. Um, and then they also miss their formal mid-year through the year where they would bring a partner. So um, in March next year, we'll hold it at the MCG, but it won't be a sit-down dinner. It'll be a cocktail party and they'll bring their parents and the partner then. Excellent. Thank you. It's great. Um, okay, and uh, Merrin uh, from Oxford Falls Grammar is also talking about um, hoping to have their one-year event uh, bigger next year with everyone in Australia, uh, nine months into the year in August, September. What sort of format will that take uh, for you, Merrin? Yeah, so we've run um, that one for a couple of years now, and it is usually pretty well attended. We've, um, the only ones missing we've found have been on gap years. Um, but we do run it a little bit later in the year because we want to allow a, a larger amount of time before they've seen each other in the previous year after doing um, HSC up here in New South Wales. Um, so we do hold it off-site because we think that they're probably wanting they go out afterwards. So we um, provide them um, with finger food. It's not an open bar. Um, we get them to buy their own drinks. It's um, on, at a local surf club. 
um, along the coast here and um, they all go out afterwards. Brilliant, thank you, well done. Um, that's pretty much all I have uh, for today, unless anybody has um, any questions that they might like to ask or any questions of the people that have uh, um, commented today or any, any comments they'd like to make themselves in relation to um, events next year or, or, or services and events that they provided uh, for this year. And of course, I'm, I'm always happy, and I'm sure others are as well, to, to help out and act in sort of mentoring roles or, uh, uh, or advice or answer questions, uh, whatever it might be. So, um, Sheila, I think we might, um, we might say goodbye uh, for now. Can I firstly uh, thank Sheila for the great work she's done, not only in presenting this webinar, but also everything she's done this year in terms of uh, her contribution to Educate Plus. It's been uh, enormous. And also, secondly, to promote uh, the VicTAS AGM, uh, which is coming up on Thursday, the 26th of November. Um, it won't just be uh, a boring and, and drab 15 minutes of AGM. We have got a, a comedian uh, planned as well, Elliot Loney, who is very, very funny. Um, and he's looking forward to uh, having a dig at some of the institutions that might be present on the day as well. So watch out, it might be uh, your institution, but it will all be in good, uh, all be in good fun. I'm holding so, uh, his, uh, his Trump impression. I thought he was brilliant at that. And he had plenty of uh, stuff he can use, plenty of material for that one. Absolutely, absolutely. I think Tina's online as well. So thanks Tina for the great work that uh, you've done this year and continue to do for Educate Plus. We, as the membership uh, manager, we, we very much appreciate it. Cheers, Russell. And uh, Tina's on mute. So on behalf of Tina and myself, thanks a million. Thanks everyone and uh, have a safe and happy day. And thank you so much for your contributions. Russell, talk to you soon. Thanks everyone. Bye. Everyone. Bye.